0: The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele, and I have a question. I know we've mentioned Miliana Vane, Ve- 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 the AT&T girl. Yes. That we both like. We, we, I think, we think she's spectacular. But I tried to look up an official pronunciation of her last name. I found six. <laughs> so uh, if anyone ha- especially... Miljana, if you want to contact us, boy, would that make my uh, year. Because um, I, I, I'm actually curious at this point, how the hell do you pronounce your last name?
1: Somewhere there has to be an interview with her saying, hi, I'm Miljana Veintrub or Veintrub or whatever it is. But
0: I saw one that said Vaintruby. and I went, that's wrong.
1: Pretty sure I it's think. not Veintruby.
0: That would it be odd. Be. I have seen Eddie Izzard pronounce his own last name Izzard. So, I'm not sure even the interview thing would help. I mean, that's it's irritating to me because if you if if you've listened to the show before, you know I don't like mispronouncing names.
1: And sometimes it's hard. I know to avoid. This doesn't help. Especially when the interwebs don't give us any help. Exactly. Exactly. (sighs) So
0: anyway, movie news. You know what? I lied. TV news. Let's start with some TV news. Because um, I saw we a, a lot of
1: free st- pro. Hi Ted. Burn.
0: <laughs> Should have. Should have. <laughs> um, been seeing a lot of stuff about how people are really excited about the reboot of the X Men cartoon from the '90s, and how they're 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 just picking up where it left off, and how spectacular is that? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to be honest. It was not my favorite incarnation of the X Men. Not even the animated versions. I actually preferred uh, X-Men Evolution, which made a lot more sense to me. But I digress. As far as, I mean, this cartoon wasn't bad, but you'll notice I'm calling it a cartoon and not an animated series. Right. I I consider there to be a vast difference. Um, But we finally have news as to when it's coming out and how much of it is coming out. And some of it might want to just stay in. It's not coming until the middle of 2023. And it's going to have – you ready how many? You got to guess how many episodes? Six. Close. Ten. That's, that's Half-hour episodes. Why, why are we making this again? Why and not? Why are we so excited for something we're waiting this long for to have not that much?
1: Because there hasn't been a decent incarnation of the X-Men to watch on screens for like a decade. So I guess, you know, this, so pick there's So up hope. where
0: Evolution left off. It was going places.
1: <laughs> that would require some uh, discussion. Well, with, probably would, but you know, with Marvel. Or
0: well, I mean, like it's all part of Mar- the Marvel Disney thing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Which is going to be growing uh, sometime in the in next in the next month. I have seen that the shows that Netflix created, the Daredevil, Jessica Jones, etc. Right is leaving netflix for disney plus now i have seen that it is leaving on valentine's day i've seen it i've seen it's leaving next week next month sometime in the next six weeks probably last week yeah again miliana maybe you know the answer to this as well (laughs) i'm gonna
1: from what i've read it's the end of february that february closes up closes out the contract and then disney has it and last i saw they weren't sure if they were going to go disney plus or hulu and it Totally should go to Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, because it does not fit the tone of Disney Plus. No. And considering how Disney has had a poor track record of re editing things to fit the Disney profile, they haven't done a lot of it and then they've kind of recanted and put disclaimers at the beginning of it. It's like those shows are rather dark, and they need to be rather dark. They don't. Rather when you when you when you have yeah when you have an outlet like Hulu, which carries FX and FXX and FXX two X squared or whatever the heck they want to call it, you know
0: yeah uh, it's their porn channel.
1: Hulu, don't put it on Disney Plus. It's like why on earth would you do that? It's like it fits the profile of Hulu much much better than Disney Plus. Does, does Disney Plus need the bump? From shows that have last aired th- three years ago, to, I mean, to begin with, you already have a ton of stuff. Is put it on Hulu, man? It makes I'm zero sense to, see to do it, anything. They're
0: going to still have the Netflix boom at the beginning of it.
1: <laughs> that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think they're going to. excise. So, yeah, I'm watching it on yeah.
0: Hulu, and boom! Hang on a minute. When did we change networks
1: <laughs> or services
0: or whatever? <clears throat> it's just kind of odd. Although the other, only other streaming news I've got this week, uh, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. The series on Amazon is coming September 2nd, and the trailer will be coming out during the Super Bowl. And as soon as it's done there, it will be available online.
1: Yay, I guess. Yes, because yes, the teaser was underwhelming. Which, what? You know, the it's the just...
0: thing where we watched a melted ring wander around a
1: <laughs> – what am I
0: looking for? Mold? That's the word I'm looking for.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, hopefully, the trailer will be lovely and fun. We'll see.
0: I suspect it's going to be more interesting than the Super Bowl itself. But yes, that's. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I think people know that I gave up. Uh, I gave up football for Lent. No, I, um, <laughs> when they stopped letting people tackle the quarterback, I don't see the point anymore.
1: Yeah, been a while.
0: So, anyway, moving on to b- back to Disney Plus. <clears throat> the Book of Boba Fett. See, I can pronounce it right. Couldn't Aldering pre-pro. <laughs> Hi Ted. Um, finally finished up this week, and there are a lot of people who have a lot of problems with it. I didn't really. I had two things that I did not. Well, actually, there were a couple of characters that I thought were irritating. Uh, the yeah. the Twi'lek guy who was a the mayor's. I'm not sure what he was supposed to be, the mayor of the local town of, uh, I guess, mossespa And they kept sending this tw- uh, Twi'lek, the guy with the long tail yeah. thing in the back of his head. Um, he's, uh, I-, I mean, he was way too suck up.
1: He was his major domo or That's whatever he was. That's the I'm
0: looking for, thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I found him to be uh, major irritant. <laughs> And actually, even the mechanic lady, I also found to be a little bit too irritating. I know it's Star Wars. There has to be an irritating character somewhere. See Jar Jar Binks. Yeah,
1: I was going to say. I
0: I think the two of them went a little far, but even them, that's not really my main issue with the series. One of them, and this goes back to, I think it's episode three, they first showed up. the, The cyborg characters and their speeder Vespas. Yeah. No, d- no, don't don't give them Vespas. I'm sorry that they were just <clears throat> everything in the area is kind of sand-colored, and I know that's irritating and gets everywhere. Shut up, Annie. But <laughs> all of a the sudden, there's these four characters that have these bright-colored speeder bikes, and I did. I- I'm sorry that took me out of the whole thing. I know they're supposed to be rebels, and, and and by that I do not mean joining the rebel alliance. I mean rebelling against society and they're teenager-ish characters, although they're grown up. Hmm, fine, right. whatever. But what did you think of those? I thought they were irritating.
1: Nah, I'm okay with it, but I mean, but it's... I, I didn't really think it added a whole lot to the show, so... I mean, they were interesting characters, but... I'm sorry. Those bikes, <laughs> the bikes. Yeah, I guess it depends on whether they want to be uh, easily seen, so they make good targets when they're flying around doing their crimes against society. Which yeah, it's really not like
0: they're going to blend science. in anywhere, right? But uh,
1: it, it was too – It was two. I believe a uh, couple of weeks ago, you said something along the lines of Power rangy, which is definitely oh, which very is Power the, Rangery. The vibe, the vibe we get from that, from the characters and their their transportation It's like, yeah, okay. But you know, overall, don't overall, mind.
0: Overall, I liked the series, except <clears throat> the other thing I didn't care for was the mid credit finale scene. Um, where there's some. Now, I, I've read online who this is supposed to be, but so, and I'm I'm going to try not to spoil this we see someone in Boba Fett's back to tank and we can't recognize, I didn't recognize him and they finished And then there was the other guy who, who was standing over him and about to do something to him. I didn't recognize him either. Why did you put this in the mid credit scene? Now, if you want to go online and find out who they are, apparently they are characters that did show up for about
1: that long Um, (laughs) and I haven't seen it so I don't know
0: and I I mean I kind of get it and you kind of get an idea of where it's going but at the same time Um, if if you're going to do that have at least there's no dialogue because one of them's in a back to tank and the other one doesn't talk to himself
1: (laughs) that would make sense
0: I'd like to have known who that was supposed to have been without having to look it up online, just kind of you know get a clear face shot of the guy in the back to tank, then I can go, oh, that's him. That means the other guy must be this person. Got there it. Go. But they didn't do that.
1: They, and they they normally to I'm good it.
0: with stuff like this, but this was, th- yeah, this missed me completely.
1: They, they wanted you to work hard for the money.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Thank you, Donna. Highly. <laughs> 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 see we can we can throw that in now too um of course i'm gonna feel bad if they're not together anymore he hasn't he doesn't talk to me anymore i feel <laughs> i feel sad anyway that that that's my issue it's 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 not like i'm turning a deaf ear to him
1: oh that was that was rough that, that was rough that, that's that's that's, that's <laughs> a rough 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 segue but there we go But there we go. So I'm going to talk about a couple Oscar bait films um, in this lovely episode. And one clicked with audiences. Both clicked with critics. And the first one is the one that clicked with audiences fairly well. I mean it's a small personal film, and it is called CODA, acronym for Child of Deaf Adults, hence… See? That was a segue. There you go. So it was indeed a professional segue. Although are we getting paid for this, I don't know if it was professional. But anyway, we pretend to be professionals for your pleasure. This again, it's a family drama. It's heartwarming. It's a sweet tale of interpersonal dynamics. It's something of a romance. So checks all the boxes for okay. The Oscar voter. Really enjoyed this film. The storyline is it's a young woman in Glausta. She's a high school senior. She is hearing. She is the child of two deaf adults. She has a brother who is also deaf. So there's a lot of the family. Fishermen. She goes – she gets up at 3 o'clock in the morning, every morning goes out on the the boat with her family so they can have an interpreter when they come back in, that kind of stuff. And then she goes to school, and at the same time, she wants to be a singer, which is – Maybe problematic when your parents and brother can't even hear you. So that's part of the dynamic here is there's a scene where she's talking with her mother and her mother is saying, "Okay, so if I was blind, you'd want to be a painter. So her mother kind of takes some offense to the fact that she wants to be a singer. And as Ruby, the character is Ruby. dreams, even if it's something that you're not going to be able to really appreciate. And that was just kind of a momentary thing because they are very supportive parents. So it's just the the journey of her trying to balance her life of commitment to her family and pursuing the career as a singer because she's not really certain if she's able, really capable of doing this. And she is because this actress has a really good voice. And there there are a lot of lighter moments to this. It's not a particularly heavy piece. They Extremely, extremely entertaining. And okay, I thought I thought I thought I'd lost uh, communication there for a moment, anyway. I guess that'll get it out.
0: Yeah, actually. well, it's been kind of odd. We'll see what happens here.
1: Okay. Anyway, uh, so hopefully it's all there. But highly recommend Coda. Again, it's Coda, all caps. Uh, Amelia Jones plays the young Ruby, singer, singer to be Marubi. Marley Matlin, uh, Oscar-winning actress, 30 odd years ago for *Children of a Lesser God*, plays the mom. Troy Kotsur plays the dad. A deaf actor, Daniel Durant, a deaf actor, plays the deaf brother. So, you know, because we've talked several times when people, a lot of people are upset about, well, this character is this. Why didn't you get an actor with that background with, you know, the whole thing with being the Ricardos and, oh, they should have gotten the Cuban American actor to play Ricky Ricardo because a Spaniard wasn't good enough. It's like, come on. But so this is a little more important obviously, that they got deaf actors to play deaf characters. And everybody in this movie is terrific. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture because there were a lot of good pictures last year. But does it deserve to be nominated? Absolutely. Really, really good film. Really enjoyed it. It does talk about some really serious issues about pursuing your dreams and family support and the flip side of supporting your family and what your family's goals are. Absolutely, Highly recommend CODA.
0: I would like to point out that it is the 2021 CODA and not the 2019 CODA.
1: Right. And it's CODA in all caps. Yeah. So if you see a film, capital C, lowercase ODA, that ain't it. And it is on Apple TV. Right now, I think that's the only – I mean, you probably can buy it, but if you have Apple TV Plus, I guess I should say it is if you subscribe to that, and it's a whopping four ninety nine a month. And if you, this is a good time to subscribe to it because there's a lot of good movies on Apple TV Plus right now, and that's the only way to get them. So go ahead. This a good thing. Shell, shell out five bucks and watch several good movies, and then cancel if you have to cancel next month. But there you go.
0: Yeah, you know, you mentioned the uh, people with. You know, getting actors with the disability that a character has, right? And putting them in a movie. There was a complaint by a lot of people online about uh, the forthcoming Madame Web movie. Madam
1: Web, yes, indeed.
0: Um, and they they want to know why they didn't cast someone that's Madame Web's age. She's a character who is <clears throat> she looks several hundred years old. Yeah. You know, And they're wondering why they got a young actress to do it, because they're trying to do a, a movie that's going to be more action-oriented than what Madame Web is in the books.
1: And there is and, a younger version of Madame Web anyway, and hopefully is. she would play that version.
0: Uh, I'm just thinking if they if you get the actress who looks like the traditional Madame Web, she's not going to be able to do the action scenes. Right, exactly. Um, you know, as... Incre- uh, Betty White's not with us anymore, so I don't think there's anyone in that age group that's going to qualify. Yeah,
1: Betty Betty White didn't look nearly old enough. A lot of the controversy has been that they wanted a a blind actress. Now here's the problem. There's another one. Yeah, here's the problem. Okay, it's like okay, so clearly they they don't want the the they're not doing the old character who doesn't move around, which is the original Madam Web, because. Would that be a compelling film? I mean it could be depending on how you do it, but that's not what they want to do. They want to do an action picture. Okay, so it's the younger version of Madam Web. Totally makes sense. Let's get Miss Dakota to play it. Cool. She's a good actress. That's fine. She's not blind. Did they? Did, how exactly are you going to pull off action scenes the way action scenes are done? I, I don't think there are a lot of blind actresses around, and I could be wrong. But I don't think there are a lot of blind actresses around who would be able to pull that off. I mean, I don't remember a huge uproar about Charlie Cox playing Daredevil.
0: There still was one, but it, it wasn't wasn't as big as what they've already done with Madam Web. And I you mean, know, yeah, it's just he, he's going to throw a punch, duck it, and you go, "Wait, no, I can't even see it." How? I mean, I'm not saying it can't be done.
1: Right. Exactly. But, but... at the same time. But at the same time, so you need someone who can pull off the action sequences, and you need someone who can, oh, by the way, act. I don't think there are probably a lot of people who fit that bill. So when it comes to deaf performers, obviously it can work. Yeah. Obviously it can work, but it's a little bit different with playing a a blind character – who has to pull off action sequences as if they aren't blind because that's the issue it's not they're not playing a blind character they're playing a blind character who has senses that enable them to operate as if they could see not a lot of actors around that can do that i can't think of an actor who has sonar you know it's like that's the issue and, you know we're not doing this isn't reality that they're filming. It's like if this was just a dr- not just a drama, but if this is a drama and it's a blind character, get a blind actor. But it doesn't really work that way when you're portraying people with superhuman abilities. You know, if you really want to complain about it, complain on behalf of the metahuman society and it's like how come they're not getting the jobs? You know, they are you know, they're able to move around completely well. It's like because they don't exist. That's why. Are you gonna bitch because they cast John Krasinski as Reed Richards? Not that they have, but because he can't stretch. I mean, come on, think about it. It's it, it's a different category. It's totally legitimate to complain about well about whitewashing characters. That's absolutely legitimate because that's ridiculous to cast a white actor to play Hello Johnny Depp is yeah. Tato. You know, don't do that. Yeah. And, and don't make a crappy movie while you're at it, for, for that matter, too. And don't cast, and don't cast a, an, an alleged cannibal as the Lone Ranger. That would be a good thing, too. But, you know, <laughs> when you're talking about fantasy, they're talking about characters that don't exist in real life. So there are no actors that can play that role. So calm down with the crap about my, Madam Webb. Oh, she should be blind. It's like, yeah, she should be able to shoot webs out of her wherever she shoots webs out of, too. But there's no actresses that can do that. So let's just let Dakota play the character and just relax. Yeah. You know,
0: um, although, you know, while we're doing the superhero thing, I'm going to segue into a superhero movie that came out, I think it was two weeks ago, that uh, you know, didn't come to theaters. It's a DC animated movie. So, of course, straight to home. Catwoman got a good movie. This one's called Hunted. Act technically Catwoman, colon, hunted. And this turned out to be, I think, one of the better DC animated movies. And if you listen to the show, you know, we've liked the DC animated movies. They, a vast majority of them have been really good. And I think this one might be, you know, it is on the top of, not on the top of the list, but toward the top of the list. Um. Basically, the storyline is at the very beginning of the movie. Catwoman, here's a shock, steals a jewel. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Anyway, it turns out that um, the the bad guys she stole it from, including Black Mask, um, they, they there's a uh, who is it? Checkmate. I think the uh, international spy group in D.C. basically thinks S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, wanted Black Mask to have this jewel. They have a tracker on it because they need to have him lead them to another big group of bad guys. But Catwoman was stealing it, so Batwoman stops her, gives the jewel back. Catwoman is confused as hell because, wait, what, right. what just happened? Right. Um, and basically... We, we get uh, Catwoman drafted into this organization, which includes Batwoman and uh, King Faraday, who's another old school uh, DC character, this time voiced by Jonathan Frakes, which was very cool. That's cool. Um, Cheshire is part of it, still voiced by Kelly Hu. Yay. Oh, who else was in this? Uh, Keith David played uh, Tobias Whale. Who was another big character? Uh, Jonathan Banks played Black Mask. There's a, you know, it's got your typical uh, DC animated cast,
1: extremely solid, yeah,
0: very solid. <clears throat> but one of the things I really liked about this, and it it threw me off when I first started watching it, was that this is not so much a DC animated movie with Catwoman in it. This is Catwoman Bebop. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, Seriously, it is it is it's anime. It has the same uh, jazz music intro that Cowboy Bebop had, and it's it's a lot of fun. It is it, it, if you remember my review of Kitty Grade, it, it's that quality of animation. Which whether you liked the story of Kitty Grade or not, the quality of the art and animation was excellent, and it's like that in this in this movie. Uh, which is currently, uh, I mean, you can buy it from Prime Video, I th- think, that yeah. uh, HBO Plus might have it. I'm not
1: sure if they do it. not to, to double-check, but I don't think
0: they have it on yet. But they might. Yeah, okay. anyway, yeah apparently if you have you HBO can Max, check okay. HBO Plus will get it eventually. Either way, this was a lot of fun. It had some... Uh, a lot of characters that you don't normally get in the DC movies, because they usually go after the big ones. This one has a lot of minor uh, characters that you'll go, oh, wasn't that the dude from this book? And that's looking, nice. You know, it, it's nice to see them varying their characters. And it was fun. I mean, that that's, that's my big thing with this. It was a fun movie. So if you want a fun movie, there you go. Catwoman Hunted. Uh, I don't know that there were any real duels in it or anything, but that's my segue for your other movie.
1: I was going to say, and if you want a movie that's not real fun, you can watch The Last Duel. There you go. Now, that being said, this is not supposed to be a fun movie at all. (laughs) Uh, A a movie about a duel fought over an alleged rape is not going to be a fun movie, and that's what this movie is about. It doesn't sound like that. So late 14th century France, there are two – gentlemen who are uh, friends and rivals, Uh, depending on which version, and that will make sense in a little bit of the story you're watching, they're frenemies. Uh, So two squires in the service of a lord who is in the service of the king of France around the 1380s. And one is finding more favor with the local lord, played by Adam Driver. The other, played by Matt Damon, is a little bit more of an outsider. He's the one who typically goes off to battle, fights the wars. The other one pretty much more stays in court. Not that he's not capable and he's not particularly smarmy or anything, but he's just more an insider in the court. He finds more favor with the lord, more favor with the king. Matt Damon goes off to battle, fights wars. Now, Adam Driver's character also went on, on some of these battles, saved Matt Damon's life. That's one of the reasons they became friends. Uh, there is an incident that happens later on while Matt's off to to fight wars, where Adam Driver, and I can't think of the characters' names. I'm too lazy to do it because I wasn't going to do it in pre-pro high-tend. Jack Legree or um, Sir Jean de Carouge is Carouge, yes. Carouge Good. and Legree. Thank you. So Carouge is Matt Damon. Legree is Driver. So there you go. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Carouge, I'm just going to call him Matt Damon because he has the Matt Damon smirk a couple times. So he just can't help himself. He uh, And as appropriate, he goes off to on a trip when he came back from one of the wars. Uh, Legree, Adam Driver, comes to visit uh, his – Mr. Damon's wife, played by Jamie Comer, who is fantastic. All three of them are fantastic in this movie. <clears throat> and they have a uh, – they have they have sexual congress. Let's put it that way. So the the crux of the film is, was it consensual or was it not? And the one thing, I don't know how because I've seen like three or four reviews of this film. No one has mentioned the film Rushwoman. However you want to pronounce it, which is uh, uh, just like one of the great films of all time when they tell the same story four times from the viewpoint of four different people. And it's an examination of the truth. And this takes that same premise. You get Carouge's version. You get Legree's version. And then you get Lady Kourouge's version. So you see three different versions of the same events told from the perspective of three different characters, which is a very interesting premise, a very cool premise. For some reason, uh, at least the reviews I saw, didn't even mention that. I mean, they didn't mention it's like, oh, this is a throwback to one of Kurosawa's greatest films. I, maybe they weren't aware of it. I don't know how they wouldn't be, but they weren't.
0: If nothing that's else, one of the I've things, seen a Batman episode that did that.
1: Yeah, that's that's one of the, the – Great things about this movie is that it is an examination of the truth and and how difficult it can be to determine that because, not surprisingly, Legree doesn't agree. Uh, That was a terrible pun, but he doesn't agree that it was rape. He doesn't see that it was rape, but he legitimately doesn't see – I mean in his eyes, it wasn't because that's how he saw the events she sees it as rape and Matt Damon doesn't really see it cuz he wasn't there so he's recounting <laughs> the events just as as he was told but there's much more happening in the film than just that incident so you get his perspective of their relationship and one of one of the great parts of this film to me is after they had they'd had some difficulty where Legree got some property that Damon was supposed to get his dowry for marrying her, but it went to Legree because he was the one in the court's favor and he sued and lost, and so they were unhappy. But finally, they come up and meet, and basically, they and this set off the whole problem is they meet and they make friends. This and Matt Damon says, just like, you know, for. For what's what's best for our king is like we need to be friends for what's what's best for the king. Then Legree's version, he's the one who says the exact same words, and then in her version, it's a bystander who says the exact same words. So you see the same scenes played out, but from different perspectives, and it's really really interesting the way it's done. Ridley Scott directed the film. It looks terrific. It, it was a disaster at the box office, and Ridley Scott was highly, highly pissed about that. And he was blaming millennials who were spending too much time on their phones for the back box office disaster. He seems to be unaware that we're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, and basically no one is seeing anything that doesn't say Spider-Man, but uh, somehow that escaped him. <clears throat> Should it have made money? At the box office, yes. It's a really good film. I highly recommend the film because it's a really good examination of what the truth is, and even though you were there, you can view things differently than what actually happened. There legitimately can be two versions of what happened, and I'm not talking about whether vaccines work or something like that, but I'm just talking about your own perspective of events can be very, very different and how, according to Legree, Adam Driver's character, this it was unjust that he was accused of this. But the the solution, thank you for the loudest truck on the planet, the solution yeah. in 14th century France is like, we'll have a duel, and whoever wins the duel, the other person was guilty, obviously, because that's how God works. So they have the duel, and then we find out in the eyes of the court and allegedly in the eyes of God, what the truth was, because that's how it worked. Although, so, yeah, an, an odd take. But then again, we are talking about a, a, a few years ago. When, few. when this, And this is based on an actual event where this happened and that was the solution. And duels at that point were already – Highly constrained to only to certain specific situations, and this happened to to fit that. He had to petition the court to even have the duel, but that was it. So, if you die, you are guilty. Sort of rather Python-esque, basically. So, they have the duel, and it's an it's a it's quite a thrilling fight. Got to remember, this is the guy who did bring us Gladiator after all. So, battle scenes are terrific, excellent drama. It's a shame it didn't do better at the box office. It is available for your viewing pleasure on – probably HBO should have Max. looked it up before I went to this in Prebo. It is HBO Max. There you go. So another reason to have HBO Max because if they don't have Catwoman Hunted yet, yeah, they will soon, I'm sure. Yep. But yeah, definitely watch The Last Duel. Def, of the two, I mean they're such different films. you know, you got this – I mean the Duel – isn't like a lot of big spectacle but it does have moments of that because there are several big battle scenes and the climactic duel is is, is a great extended fight scene um, and you have this very small intimate film whereas duel of course does have those moments too I uh, to me they're, they're very different films but they're equally good I, I totally would watch recommend take the time to Watch both of those. Apparently, you better be watching Catwoman Hunted as well for an additional, extremely different vibe. Yeah, but really good films this week. Happily, yeah,
0: it, it's a good thing. But yeah, I can't understand why he doesn't understand why it had the poor box office.
1: Yeah, I, I, that, <laughs> that, that, that really, uh, nothing, nothing had good box office, dude. Nothing except Spider Man.
0: Don't take that personally.
1: Yeah. Something about a pandemic,
0: you know, um, and, you know, like, like we always say, if you haven't been vaccinated, go get vaccinated. It's good for you. And even if you are vaccinated, when you go out, you wear a mask. Think of it this way, if nothing else, it's just polite. But if you get the opportunity the best thing to do really is to just stay home and watch a movie.
1: Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I
0: am very disappointed.
1: Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Dawn, that's the end.